welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slobby, and I am joined on this very bright afternoon um, by a woman who uh, has who graduated from UWM in musical theater. Um, she uh, spent some time uh, in New York recently uh, with the Open Jar Institute. Um, and uh, yeah, she's a actor, singer, dancer, teacher. Did I get that right? Yeah, okay. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm excited to talk to her about her passions, artistry and why she does what she does. Uh, thank you very much for joining me, Maureen O'Hara. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, you bet, how are you doing? I'm good, you know, like I can see the grass again and the sun is out, so <laughs> I like, it's like spring is on its way and that always feels good <laughs> dude yeah you yeah the peaks of grass is always um uh exciting and like it it's very like optimal this time of year even though it's not right. green, it's not quite green yet like it still all looks very dead <laughs> yeah it's all still dead <laughs> it is nice because it's, it's a sign that um things will be waking up soon right yeah, and the being, I mean, the fact that like we're this stoked over like forty degrees also. I know, and like the dead grass that I can see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but after just the really vicious February we just had, I am pretty content with the way it is outside right now. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I don't need a coat. I don't need to put my thermostat on in my car. And yeah, it's, it's like 36, you know. <laughs> it's short sweater, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just look at you and I just glowing right now. Like with I know. Natural. <laughs> well, what'd you do today? I uh, worked in the morning and I played with my dog. <laughs> I love her, yeah. Well, was that what I heard barking not too long ago? Yes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> she was like not interested in sitting with me and I was like, all right, you gotta, you gotta go entertain yourself for a bit <laughs> what's her name her name's chloe she's a long-haired dachshund long-haired chihuahua mix oh she she's kind of a little baby she is but she's kind of big for her <laughs> for her breed shout out to chloe nice. yeah yeah so, awesome um well uh maureen what we talk about on mr nice guy we talk love and fear passion and creativity and so as we were um building rapport uh, before yes. we started recording, uh, you and I have always like we've been friends on social media for a long time. Uh -huh. Know a lot of the same people, similar circles, but this is our first real interaction. And in the time I followed you, like, uh, well, I see you know you're like acting in plays. You're in New York. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just doing cool stuff. Uh, I know you've worked with um, some theaters. Um, closer to home too so uh we'll talk all about that in just a bit cool first um marie we'll start with that so you're actually living uh at home right now you want to tell us like you know where you grew up yeah yeah so i was born um in jefferson park which is on the north side of chicago um and i grew up there and then uh my mom ended up making a move later, like towards high school. So uh, she lives and I currently live um, in, we're like West suburbs near like the Aurora, Naperville, Oswego, Montgomery area. 
So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Got you. Um, do you miss Milwaukee? I do miss Milwaukee. It was one of those, I like just applied to UW Milwaukee is like, yeah, well, it's right up there. It's up, up the road. Why not? Um, and I didn't expect to love it so much and like, and then like leaving, then missing it so much. And I mean, partially like, like all of my friends are there and my community is there and like, it's fun to like come back and it's like click right into being at home. Yeah. Yeah. I very similarly uh, came to Milwaukee because it was, it wasn't, I wanted to be like somewhere besides Chicago, but um, not too far. And Milwaukee is like a perfect, like, you know, kind of little sister to yep. Chicago. Um, and yeah, my parents actually moved to Michigan, so I'm not coming home to Illinois anymore. Sure. But, <laughs> but um, so you could still come here for like a day trip or something if you really Yeah, because it's like two hours up the highway. It's like, I know the drive by the back of my hand at this point, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, so Maureen, um, uh, so you obviously do, you, you know, your, spe- your focus, your focal point of the things you do in the arts encompass a lot of different talents and creative modes of expression. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so like, I guess kind of the, the only question I can start with is what came first um, out of what you do? Yeah, so it's kind of funny because I like, so like musical theater is like acting, singing, dancing. And I would like put myself in the box of like dancer being last, but I started off as an Irish dancer. So that was what I did as like a young kid. And um, all of my aunts and uncles Irish danced like that was like just what you did. And so that was my thing. Um, And then when we moved to the suburbs, there wasn't really Irish dancing in the suburbs at the time. It was more of like a Chicago thing. Um, And so my new choir teacher like told my mom about this theater company and she was like, well, she should come like do a summer camp with us. And I did. And that's like, it stuck. And I, I don't ever remember like deciding like, oh, this is going to be my new thing, but it just like was what I did all the time. but yeah, that's kind of how I like started was with Irish dancing. Oh, that's cool. Um, <laughs> I used to work at Moe's Irish pub. Like, ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like damn near like five years ago at this point. But yeah, I remember like, you know, obviously the whole month of March is just a whole lot of like St. Patty's stuff. Always. <laughs> and we had like the, the teams of like the, like the little girls that did like the Irish jig and stuff like yeah. that. <laughs> like they'd be in and out of the pub all the time. Um, and then like, I'm just standing there like with a stack of menus in my hand. Right. Like, like, oh, where would you like to sit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you were one of those girls. I was one of those girls. And it's funny because like Milwaukee has Irish fest and they have tons of feshes and it was just like somewhere I frequented as a child and like never like thought that that's where I would go for college but no I was one of those girls it was like March hit and like I was barely in school like you go dance at nursing homes and parades and whatever it's a very like odd culture but yeah yeah I um I never did like Irish fest or um any of those fests those cultural fests in Milwaukee although I 
really yeah. kind of always wanted to, but, um, but you know, did the shamrock shuffle a number of times? I guess that counts. Of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I, I still like, I appreciate and enjoy like the embracing of Irish culture, both in the streets and in the home, like every yeah. year, every year for St. Paddy's day, like growing up, um, we'd have corned beef and cabbage and green river soda. Oh, I love green river. Yes. It's good as fuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, where did that, uh, acting start? So, um, Gosh, I feel like in high, so in my high school, we would do like a fall play spring musical. And I didn't like, wasn't a sport lady, liked going to the football games as a social event, um, but I wasn't like tracked in anything and like auditioned freshman year for the play and uh, just always did both. And so I think it was always interlocked for me so yeah and I and it's funny because I, I I think I prefer doing like a straight play sometimes more than a musical and I don't know why I got my BFA in musical theater but I mean I loved it and it was the right choice for me but yeah so that I feel like it really started to lock in with the acting in high school I got you what was like yeah. did you have like a favorite production that you took away from high school oh my gosh oh that's so hard. Um, we did, gosh, I don't know. Well, my freshman year we did hairspray and that was like my greatest, wildest dreams ever coming true as a 14 year old. Um, and so that was very exciting. Um, and then I'm trying to think like a straight play. We did like this show called black comedy. It's not very well known, but like, the premise of the show is it takes place like in the dark. So there's a power out outage, but like it's the, so the show starts in like completely dark on stage and the audience sits on stage with you, but the actors are acting as though they're in the light. So then it flips when the power goes out. So the audience can see the actors, but the actors aren't acting as though they can't see anything. Um, and I got to play a drunk. So I was just okay. like living, you know, <laughs> You know, that's a, that's an ideal role for a high schooler, you know? Right, right. And my, like, 25-year-old high school director looking at me like, okay, so I'm going to teach you how to be drunk today. Uh, and I was like, all right, let's do it. So that was yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah, it's funny. It's like, it's like, oh, yeah, I, I have no idea what that's like or what that feels like. Not at all. Right. Yeah. I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's true. Um, what about um, uh, singing and vocal performance and stuff like were you in choir growing up yes I was in choir I did like the honor choirs in elementary school and then kind of got out of it in middle school but then like high school came and I like jumped right in um and we did like jazz choir show choir acapella choir I was like signed up in all of them <laughs> I got you that's cool uh, yeah you did the uh the uh uh national anthem at the brewers game i did yeah 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 i saw that on your website and it, it's pretty cool uh, yeah it was crazy yeah how, so how do you like get selected for that like where does yeah yeah so they do like in the fall kind of when classes start um there's like a uw milwaukee day and they always ask for like a voice major to come sing the national anthem and so they usually go to all of the voice professors um and they have them like 
present a couple students as an option and then the voice professors all go through and choose um and for some reason my voice teacher was like well i'm gonna i'm gonna put up a musical theater major um and so that's how i was picked so it was pretty wild i i was i remember i was sitting in bel-air because you know of course uh happy hour and uh my voice teacher had texted me and he was like have you ever sung the national anthem and i was like yeah and then I just like didn't hear from him and I was like well, that was weird whatever and then like weeks go by and I like received an official email and I was like oh my god and I like woke my mom up had to tell her and everything but how did do you remember how you felt like the day of like when you were gonna do that I was horrified I was so scared I like I remember like waking up and getting ready and of course like everything you put on looks awful your hair doesn't look right and I had like a bunch of family and friends go to the game which was amazing but it was like well who's coming in when and who's driving with who and uh so I think that helped distract me a little bit but I remember like walking down Oakland to go to my friend's house and like I went in and I was like okay I need to practice it but none of you can watch me so I made them all like stick, go in their rooms and I like saying it they came out they were like you're gonna be fine you need to calm down um but it's like crazy you get there and then you like go through like the dugout and like they basically are like all right are you ready here you go and you just start and it was what was weird is there's such a like a long reverb in there so like what i'm singing is not what the people are hearing so i'm like trying to not listen to the speakers and like yeah but it was an insane experience that i was so grateful for because that i mean like that's so cool but yeah that is super cool dude that's awesome you got to do that uh yeah i was yeah. so grateful and it was like what a way to like kick off my senior year you know like it was like a big old party nice nice yeah man i like i've never been down there like i've never been down like on the ground at like a major league baseball game and i yeah i've always kind of like wondered what that perspective is like I, I envy um, the the view you had uh, while doing that. I the part that like would have really terrified me is what you said about the reverb, because um, like I'm someone who's like very easily distracted and thrown off track. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. I like. Yeah, that would be so hard for me to like keep my composure doing. <laughs> it was so weird. I think I truly like blacked out and like it was I I look and like they had the sign language students from UWM like all around the baseball field so they're signing the song and I think sign language is so cool so I'm like worrying don't look at them you can't look at them signing what you're singing because otherwise I would just like get so distracted and like um but yeah so I just kind of like zoned out and like it ended and I my roommate was there my roommate Eleanor at the time she was like you did it I was like did I like did I do did I sing the right words and like originally they were going to have me facing the flag which is where like the words are so like you never like no one ever can forget it then but then they're like well we think it'd be fun if you turn this way and I like just like I feel like that's the thing is like you don't want to forget the words for the national anthem and but I mean it worked out it was fine <laughs> good Good, good. So in terms of um, musical theater at UWM, mm -hmm. uh, studied, so um, I guess, yeah, what, uh, what do you have to say about the program and like what were your takeaways from it? Yeah, so I 
I joined in just as the program was starting to switch. So it used to be like an inter-arts program. So the musical theater st students didn't really have a home. Um, so my class was the first class that like the theater department was where we belonged. That's like who held our major. Um, so it was kind of fun, at least for myself to be like a guinea pig student um, to like be able to be in more theater classes. So we got to take acting all the way up till acting four with the acting majors, which used to not be the case. Um, you used to only go be, be able to go up to acting too. Um, so I felt like there was a lot more freedom than like the people before me and like what classes I wanted to take. Um, but for myself, I, I had a, a lovely experience. I felt supported from like all different majors um, from like the music department, dance department and the theater department. Um, and I was lucky enough to be in both musicals and straight plays while I was there, which is something that um, I know not a lot of people have the opportunity to do. And it's something that I am like passionate about. I love them both. Um, so I felt like I got to leave with a super like well-rounded, um, not only resume, but like confidence in like my ability. Uh, but yeah, we had tons of like master classes and shows and trips and yeah, so I had a really positive experience while I was there. Oh, good, good, awesome. Um, uh, and like, where did they take you for trips? Um, well, we went to uh, American Players Theater. That was like a new thing that started um, when I was there because we have quite a few like acting alum and technical theater alum that work there. Um, and so we would go kind of like, it was like the first weekend of school and we would go up and um, just like go see shows all day long um, and do master classes and things like that. Um, and then we would do like the Kennedy Center uh, competition the, like the collegiate theater festival. So um, that kind of changed each year depending on where it was being hosted, but um, those are things. And then some students went to like New York and London. I didn't do any of that, but yeah. This is, I guess, kind of a, uh, something I'm curious about. So when you're like kind of rehearsing as a musical theater major or somebody who's like, in, so like how much time do you spend like by yourself um, honing in on like your your skills and your roles and the things you're doing like how I mean I know that you obviously have a lot of like rehearsal with um, like the group at large but how much do you spend like on your own like perfecting your role and stuff yeah I feel like like almost just as much time as you're in the rehearsal hall like doing it I, at least when I was at school like whatever songs that I had in a show, that is what I worked on with my voice teacher and my voice lessons. Um, and you were like expected to know like the history of the show that you were in. And that's like the expectation in the real world and um, have like a full fledged person, even though like the audience only sees like a two dimensional person. But um, yeah, so I feel like almost just as much time as you do in the rehearsal hall, especially like I think with a musical because you have like you come into rehearsal and you're expected to just like know your songs. They don't really teach it to you. Um, and you have your dancing. And for me, like I'm someone that I, I can't sleep unless I know it. Like I would hate to get up there and be like, yeah, I have no idea. And I'm not one of those people that can just like laugh it off and do a step touch. Like I would feel just like devastated. So yeah, I would say just as much time in the room, even if it's just like 
self-conscious, like just like thinking about it, just like thinking about your role, anything like from as small as that to like actually physically practicing. Totally. Or it's, it's kind of, it's instinctual. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Like I got that. I mean, that's how, you know, people who play music, you know, do it. They practice, you know, nonstop on their own time or athletes that, um, little exercises to sharpen themselves up too. I mean, it's at that point, it's like, it's directly in tandem with your lifestyle and uh, right, right. routine and whatnot. Yeah. It's not just work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's little things like you were talking about exercise. And so it's like, are you stretching? And then it's like, what are you going to eat that week? Like what triggers your acid reflux? Are you drinking enough water? Like little things that like become routine then, but yeah. They all impact. Certainly, yeah. Um, what would you say are like some of your biggest influences on your voice? Um, I think the first like Broadway like legend that inspired me was Patti Lapone. I thought she was just like, she didn't have like a dainty, like pretty voice, like a lot of like typical like Broadway actresses and actors do. Um, and I just like fell in love with how brash she was. And, um, I think she was like the first one that really inspired me. Um, but I feel like more like mainstream or like pop jazz, um, would be like Aretha Franklin, um, Cass Elliot, people like that, that I felt like they were singing, but they were like telling stories without like stopping to set something up for me. Like I was like, oh, I know exactly what you're feeling in that moment, just like on how you're delivering the song. So, yeah where they're like so emotionally convicted that you absorb that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Um, great. Yeah. Uh, similar questions before, like um, what were like, what were some of your favorite productions that you got to be a part of in college? Oh my gosh. That's so hard because I feel like I love them all for different reasons, but. Um, which is fair. Which is fair. You know, uh, so I think. So I'll go with the first one. The first show I did at UWM uh, was Hot Old Baltimore. Um, Bill Watson directed it. And it was, I was so horrified the whole time. I was like so scared. Um, And I was like playing this like prostitute who was swearing like every other word. She smoked on stage. And I was like, wow, like it's like my second semester at college. But like, it was such a rewarding experience. Um, And it was like a fun new, like straight play that I had never heard of. so that was super like one of my favorites um and then we did nine to five my junior year uh which was just like i mean dolly parton so uh you can't complain there and it was just yeah and like at the end of the show they would like project a big picture of her like what's not to love you know uh but it was a great like experience i like adored my cast and like this crew of students that were also working on it. Um, And it was one of those that I was like, oh, I could definitely do this like eight times a week if I could, you know? Um, So that was definitely a highlight. Um, God, I could talk about all of them, but, and then senior year we did uh, All My Sons and that was something totally different for me. It was like an Arthur Miller, super dramatic, like very sad. Um, and there was, it was such a small cast. I think there was like 10 of us and I've, I've never been in a show that small. So it was cool to work on something like that. Yeah. Dope. Well, 
Awesome. Thank you for sharing all that. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, so that all being said, um, what would uh, your career, where would it take you next uh, beyond school? What was the first step? Yeah, so um, when I was in 9 to 5, I got a nomination for like an Irene Ryan, which is like a Best Actress Award, Actor Award um, for the Kennedy Center uh, Collegiate Theater Festival. So um, when we went to the festival, it was held in Madison, uh, it was my senior year. So in January, I went um, and I was a part of like a musical theater intensive. So uh, it was like an audition and there was like 10 of us that were selected to sing at the festival. But um, while I was there, that's I met James Gray um, who works for Open Jar. So they hold auditions there. Um, so I was like, well, I'm here, I'm gonna go audition. So I auditioned for the program and I originally just auditioned for their like they do like week long, like summer intensives. Um, and I had like absolutely no plan for post-graduation. I was like, well, I guess like when my lease is up, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, and so I got an email and they were like, we actually like want to offer you a spot for our residency program. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, so I was like, well, I guess that's what I'm going to do. Um, and I don't know even at the time if that was like really like what I wanted to do, but it ended up being like the best thing for me. So um, I accepted that residency program in like February, um, graduated in May and like moved out of Milwaukee in June. And then I just came home and like worked a bunch, a bunch of different jobs, saved a bunch of money. And then I went to New York in September. So I was there for about three months um, at Open Jar. So Open Jar is a rehearsal space in New York for like Broadway, off-Broadway shows, touring companies, what you ha what have you um so we would be there there was a group of us uh like 10 of us that were in the residency program and we would take classes at night and then we would audition for things in the morning so we would have a mentor uh who would meet with us and we'd pull up all the auditions for the week they'd be like okay so you're going to this one this one this one this is what you're going to sing this is what you're going to wear whatever yeah. um yeah so you would get up for these cattle calls like obnoxiously early in the morning to stand in a line and then get shuffled into another line and hopefully get seen. So um, while I was in New York, like I would audition in the day and then I would take classes at night. And then on the weekend, I would like run around and try to see like New York. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up booking a show while I was there. So I booked, uh, it was like a small touring show um, called Grumpy Old Men uh, based on the movie. And uh, yeah, so then I finished up my residency program. I came home for Thanksgiving. And then like two days after Thanksgiving, I drove to Florida to start rehearsals for the tour. So that was like my post-grad life. And then um, we were on our tour. We were in Pennsylvania. And then that's kind of when COVID started to hit. Um, in, it was like in January. I feel like overseas, it was really starting to, to really hit them. And we were all kind of like, wow, that's like, this is crazy, you know? And then I remember the week it was like, it was like middle of February and it, people started talking about like, is the show going to get canceled? And like, we had no idea. Like, it's also like my first professional production. So I don't know how any of this works and everyone's first pandemic. So, yeah. um, yeah. So, uh, I remember like it was the show started to get like less attendance and, uh, 
while I was there, I also did um, a school show. It was Junie B. Jones. So um, the school shows got completely canceled. And then like there was just less and less people. And then one morning we woke up and they were like, all right, pack your bags. You're going to go home. So yeah, so that kind of ended short uh, earlier than expected. But so yeah, so I moved home, but that's kind of been where I'm at. Damn. And home as in Illinois, not back to New York. Yes. Yeah. So I had done a short term lease in New York because I wasn't sure like if I got there, if I hated it and I didn't want to be stuck in a lease. And a lot of New York leases are like two years. Um, and I didn't know really, I think I knew like five people that lived in New York. Um, and I didn't know like the neighborhoods and where I'd want to live. And so I was like, well, I'll do short term get my bearings. Um, but the plan was to, to move back there. Uh, but then COVID hit and I was like, well, don't want to pay New York rent and not like get the New York that I want to move for, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> At, um, that's a, uh, a very, uh, like lofty, um, and very extravagant, um, uh, way of life. <laughs> yes. It is. It is. Yeah. Did you like New York though? I did. I loved it. At first, again, like I was flying there on the plane. I was like, this is going to be the worst three months of my life. Like I was totally like very scared. And once I like figured out how to take the subway, I felt fine. Yeah. That's what I've heard. I've heard that's like kind of the, um, uh, like the, the catalyst, um, into entering New York life. Yeah, definitely. So since you've been home, um, yeah, what have you been up to? Um, I've been doing tons of virtual auditions, which are not tons of fun. Uh, They feel super awkward for me personally, Uh, but, you know, make do. And uh, but a lot of them, it's like you go through the audition, you go through the callback and they're like, well, thank you so much. We have no idea when this is actually going to happen. So it's a lot of like just meeting, trying to get my face in front of as many people as I can. So when the world does open up, you know, like, you know, more people virtually. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to. I've been working. I sing like at my church for the live stream. So yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the worst is like the technical difficulties. Like, <laughs> right. it's like the bane of my existence, like through having to do all your interactions this way. And oh, I'm it, sure. Ter- yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it is. Like I was in a callback and they wanted, so I like had my headphones on and like have a speaker so I can hear like, and you like have your music on your phone. And I'm like, if I have like a whole media like desk and I'm like, please, dear God, don't let the Wi-Fi go down because that'll be the end. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's happened several times over here and, um, it's an anxiety avalanche for sure. Oh, totally. I'm like, Oh Jesus Christ. Here we go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, so you're also a teacher. Um, you've taught, so you want to talk a little bit about your, uh, yeah, I didn't even talk about that. Yeah. So I, um, started teaching in high school. Like I was like an assistant, uh, for like limelight theater company, which was the theater like company that I grew up in doing summer things with. And, uh, I was lucky enough to like 
come on and kind of learn the ropes uh, right before I graduated high school. And then that was sort of my summer gig. I would come home and direct a show or choreograph a show, music direct, um, whatever that might be. And then I would do camps like all throughout the summer. Uh, but while I was in Milwaukee, I worked for Milwaukee Youth Theater, which is a non-for-profit uh, theater program that's held in one of the Milwaukee public schools. So it's free for students. Um, and yeah, so we would, I would direct shows with them and we would um, do shows that were based on books. So then other schools could come and then like they would put on this, the story of the books that they were reading. So I would go to classrooms and talk to kids about theater and stories and literature and how they all kind of like culminate together. Um, so that was something I really loved doing while I was in Milwaukee and something that I was sad to leave. Uh, but yeah, so I teach private voice lessons and acting lessons, um, audition preparation for college or just yeah. like whatever it might be. So, yeah. Cool. So, um, well, it sounds like you're very well-rounded. Um, <laughs> I try to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds like, you know, you, um, are very multifaceted um, and that like you live and breathe what you do, which yes. is um, a very like fundamental thing to getting to where you see yourself. Mm -hmm. And uh, that being said, so this isn't a question I normally ask people on the show, okay. but you know, I'm just kind of interested just based on like, you know, the fact that like you do various things and you started doing something that ended up getting cut short because of COVID. Um, you know, yeah, like that that sucks. I remember I was gonna go to South by Southwest and then I found out it got canceled. And then I was like, oh. I'm so pissed. Yeah, right, like I, right, yeah, yeah. But it, at this point it's like, I can't even think about South by Southwest right now because of just how everything, you know, just everything just got so much worse than it should have been but that's for right. another, that's another conversation that's a whole another story <laughs> right that's right yeah so I guess like what like my so the question I'm gonna ask you is like like what would you say is like your end goal like with like do you want to be like you know like full-time on Broadway type shit like where do you see yourself like you know in uh X amount of years. And I say X amount of years because it could be five, it could be 10, it could be 15. Knows, yeah. Just, you, you'll know the feel it, you'll know it when, you'll know that feeling once it's there. So mm -hmm. what do you, what do you think? I think like, if I'm dreaming big, I would say like Broadway. I think that's like always been like a dream of mine and being in New York and like seeing these like Broadway people like go to work and go to the rehearsals and uh going to see Broadway shows I was like no that's exactly what I want to do and I think being at school and like you're so wrapped up in your world and getting your work done and I was sort of like yeah that would be cool but like that's never going to be a reality for me or, and I would like try to convince myself that there was like other things that I love just as much. But um, I think like, if I'm dreaming big, like that's definitely where I would like to be at least once in my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, yeah, that's cool. I think the reason I don't like asking that question normally is because I have no answer for it where it's like, I feel like I'm going to be doing different things at different points in my life and like I'm kind of I'm a very like play it by ear kind of person like I have like yeah. general ideas of like 
things I like to do and shit. But, you know, in terms of like a career, I have no idea what that's going to look like. But you are very disciplined and like you are, um, you know, like you have just, it sounds like you're just a real go-getter and like that it's, it sounds like you, um, you know, you, you really work to like where you are and not to say that like, if you don't have a career envisionment that you don't, but like, you know, I guess everyone kind of figures this out, figures it out at different points, you know, what their next step is. And it sounds like you have uh, quite a plan um, ahead, which is awesome, you know? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I think it's, I'm, I'm like a person where if I don't write a to-do list, I like, it's too overwhelming. And so I think that that's kind of what culminated into this, like, not that it's like on timeline. Cause I know some people are like, this is my five-year plan, my 10 year or whatever. And that's not me. I'm like, it might happen when I'm 65, but I'm right. sure as hell gonna figure it out and like work on it. And, and it's not to say that I don't have like 8 million other things that I'm like interested in. And I've like looked at grad programs all through quarantine. I'm like, should I like learn about organized crime? And then I'm like, I don't know. Why would I do that? Like, you know, so, but it is, but that's like number one on the bucket list. Yeah. I don't, I don't do those five, 10 year plans either for that reason. I kind of do, I take things year by year and I arrange my goals based on what I've accomplished up to this point. And what I view, what I think is attainable within a year, you know, so. Totally. Yeah. Um, well, uh, well, Marianne, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. You're very welcome. Uh, this is uh, great to hear about a little bit about what you do and why you do it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's, there's a lot to take away from like, just how you are, like, you know, even though we were saying like the timeline can be negligible, but that you are very goal oriented. Um, and I think that's something that anyone both within your line of work and folks outside of it that want to infiltrate something that's way bigger than them. Like uh, there's definitely uh, insight to pull from with your, with your story. And um, thank you. no problem. Um, so as we're closing out, uh, ask everyone the same two questions. Uh, first is, what keeps you up at night? Oh my gosh, uh, failure and letting myself down. Retweet. <laughs> yeah, it gets me too. Ugh, uh, yeah. What? What? What puts you to sleep? Is the second question. Oh. Um, finishing a TV series or um, just having like a really good day, like with my friends, like people, if I haven't seen someone in a really long time and like getting to like spend hours with them and then like going home and I'm like, oh, I did some, like, I felt good today. Yeah. yeah. I finished a, a, a day with by getting some ice cream or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wow, I really finished that whole pint of ice cream. Yeah. Time to go to bed, you know? I love topping a, a good day off with like some oh, ice yeah. cream or something, something uh, wholesome at the end like that. But, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, thank you once again for being. Yeah. Um, this was fun, and uh, for everyone watching, um, 
we're going to be supporting Maureen uh, on her uh, Thank you. <laughs> journey uh, to becoming a Broadway star. Um, I I believe in you. I believe that you have all the tools and skills. Um, so you're doing great things. And um, yeah, uh, great to hear your story. And um, for everyone watching, thank you for watching. As always, see you next time. I'm gonna go get